Hello, welcome to the Digging Deep podcast, live talk with Doug and Tina. I am Tina and my husband Doug is standing by. I hope your Thanksgiving holiday was what you both needed and wanted. Our six kids and one of our spiritual daughters were here with us and it was a really, really nice time. If you are new to this podcast, let me give you a proper introduction. You're going to hear Doug and I talk about topics, uh, a variety of topics, such as ethnicity and injustice, trauma, how emotional health and spiritual growth work together, how the Bible defines prosperity, topics like parent fatigue or generational sin, spiritual warfare and oppression, and even scriptures like uh, passages like James chapter three in terms of why it is important to watch what we say. So we do want to give you a variety of topics and our goal is to encourage believers to really search the scriptures. Um, another goal we have is to build you up and give you insight as you encounter life's challenges. Both Doug and I are ordained and licensed ministers and we have ministered to people, uh, counseling and prayer for many, many years. Uh, we also lastly wanna highlight the heart of God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ for you. He loves and cares about you in every part of your life. We want you to leave more in awe of and in love with Jesus than when you arrived. Okay, Doug, what are we going to talk about today? It's Saturday after Thanksgiving, and people are kind of getting their minds wrapped around going back to work. Maybe they're still with their families. What do you think we should talk about today? Well, it is the beginning of the Christmas season for some people like us who just bought our Christmas tree. And yes. I was just thinking about the season and people and friends and stuff. And I, I definitely want to get into that dream I had that Pastor Pete talked about at some point. Okay. Well, pastor Pete is our the pastor of our church. Um, so, yes, what is where should we begin? I'll let you go, and I'll just play off you. Well, the title of our podcast is Digging Deep, isn't it? Yes, it is. So I don't necessarily have to stay on the surface. Oh, no, we're not supposed to stay on the surface. We want to talk about things that sometimes people might not hear about in church or in their church circles. We want to well, go into well, all sorts of directions. Well, I'll start and, and we'll see where we go. Okay. So in my dream, there was, a, uh, we were in some building and you were doing a survey and uh, I, I was kind of helping you being your assistant so you had a survey and you walked up to somebody and said hey how do you handle if the person you vote for doesn't get elected and I thought to myself oh dear god why is she bringing <laughs> up politics and I was just I was so uncomfortable in the dream I, it was very uncomfortable <laughs> And then I, I was about to head to give the survey to someone else, and this this gentleman came running at me. He's an African American gentleman. He just came in. He said, 
I just want to stop arguing. Mm. And I remember thinking, wouldn't that be a relief? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then the dream shifted. We were in our backyard blowing leaves. Okay. And as we were blowing leaves, there was a young man that was helping us that I know we agree probably half the things we agree on, different topics, various topics and other things we disagree. But he's a friend of mine. And, and I was just so pleased that he was helping me. Mm-hmm. And next thing I know, there's this guy on television preaching. Okay. And he's given a sermon. Wait, wait, wait. There's a guy on TV preaching outside, while you're outside. While I'm doing leaves. That's very interesting. I said, this it's is odd. Definitely dreamlike. Okay. Yes, yes. And so he's reading from Matthew 5 21. And I woke up. Well, okay. So Matthew 5 21 yes. says. It's thank you for asking. <laughs> it says, You have heard that it was said to those of old. You shall not murder, and whoever murders will be in danger of the judgment. But I say to you, this is Jesus speaking, whoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment. <coughs> okay. And whoever says to his brother, Raka, well, which we know means fool or imbecile, yes, shall be in danger of the council, and whoever says you fool shall be in danger of hell fire. I was like, oh. Yeah. Then verse 23 to 25 says, therefore, if you bring your gift to the altar and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go your way. First be reconciled to your brother and then come offer your gift. That's a deep passage. There's a lot in there. I'm still caught on the phrase that says, um, if you have, what is it? Um, anger, right? anger against your brother without a cause. And so I'm thinking, all right, so what does God consider a legitimate cause? Anyway, Correct. I'm just thinking yeah. about that. Yeah, that kind of reminds us that Ephesians scriptures, be angry and do not sin. Right. You know, so. There's some things that are going to make us angry. It's an illegitimate okay. emotion yes. as long as we don't miss the mark and do something that God wouldn't want us to do. Correct. You just have to process it. Okay. Yes. And I thought it was interesting because the guy in my dream, other dream, said, I just wish we stopped arguing. Sure. Yes. You know, and I remember thinking, yes, I guess I wish we stopped arguing. And then Pastor Pete started his sermon. You know, he said he was giving a fireside chat, fatherly sermon, and he was talking about worship. Okay. And he started with Matthew 5, 23 says, therefore, if you bring your gift to the altar and there remember that your brother has something against you, Mm. leave your gift there before the altar, go your way, first be reconciled to your brother and then come and offer your gift. And he was just sharing how to bring a gift to the altar was just of the utmost importance. Yeah. And for Jesus to say, stop that. This thing that you're trying to do for God. Right. Yeah. First be reconciled with your brother. Yeah. Then come off to get that priority yeah. is what he was emphasizing. It's making me think of oftentimes when we talk about our relationship with God and our relationship with each other, we always start with, you know, tend to the vertical first and then go horizontal, which makes a lot of sense. But in this scripture, 
God is saying, no, make sure the horizontal relationships are at peace and then come and offer me worship and then do the vertical. That's really interesting. That's good. And, and of course, since we are winging it, people are going to have to hunt for scriptures that I rattle off. That's okay. So in first John, I know it says, if you say you love God and hate your brother, it says you are a liar and the love of God is not. That, you know, you made me think of that, so that's your fault. So <laughs> I was like, it's that horizontal again. Yeah. That really our, I wouldn't say our whole salvation, but how we're, who we're saying we are as Christians really is, has to do with the relationship between our brothers and sisters in Christ. Yeah. And God is watching. Right. And he cares a lot about it to say, go reconcile, be reconciled, and then offer your gift. Exactly. Yeah. So, so it's like, hold on. You know, I don't want anything from you if you're not going to be keeping your relationships between. Yeah. That whole, um, you know, just part of this as far as our relationships with our brothers and sisters in Christ, it reminds me of James 4. Uh, let's see what verses. Hmm. Not sure. I'll have to find that out. But it says, um, I'm reading from the New King James Version, and it says, where do wars and fights come from among you? Do they not come from your desires for pleasure that war in your members? You lust and do not have. You murder and covet and cannot obtain. You fight in war. Yet you do not have because you do not ask. You ask and do not receive because you ask amiss. And it goes on from there, but that that passage just makes me think again of God really wants us to deal with horizontal uh, relationships, any divisions, any strife, any unforgiveness. He really wants that us to tend to that because, you know, uh, there's the other verse asking you will receive. But here it says, um, yet you do not have because you do not ask. You ask and do not receive. Um, and I'm just wondering if there's something in this as far as in our asking, if we do have some relational, you know, issues there that is going to have an effect on our ability to go to God and receive from him. I don't know. I'm just thinking out loud. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, there is another scripture, I think, assembly where it talks about if your heart does not condemn you. Mm -hmm. Let's see if we can find that. Sure. But I think what I like about the scripture from Matthew is someone recognizing that someone else has an issue with you doesn't mean um, you did anything wrong. That's okay. Right. You, you can be perfectly innocent. And I think that's where I was kind of going in my mind was like even just differences of opinion. Okay. You know what I mean? So I just want to do a, a blanket statement. Okay. Let's just say we're going to get rid of all violence, abuse, murders, anything heinous. If somebody's done that to you, we're not going to talk about that for now. Yes. You know, let's just talk about, let's even just say you have an acquaintance, brother or friend, you know, who's a little chauvinist. Okay. Right? Mm -hmm. A little sexist. Yeah, okay. You know, 
may have some, I would call it, uh, prejudicial tendencies. You know, they speak without thinking, okay. but they really do. You know, they care about you, but you know, this guy, like, come on. Yeah. Think before you speak. Sure. Non-self-aware people. Mm-hmm. Uh, selfish, self-centered, narcissists. The people that kind of annoy us. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. I was like, that's kind of where most of my realm of my angst in my life is with those type of people. Okay. I I, I don't have people that that's abusing me, beating me sure. up, you know. Right. Yeah. Trying to do that. It's those people that mm-hmm. I can tell when I'm trying to avoid them. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And there truly isn't any love there for sure. Okay. And that's on my part. Okay. Because of the way they are to you. Yes. To me. To you. Right. And they may not even be aware of how they come off. Yes. Sure. But this scripture is talking about where I know someone has an issue on the other end. Like I could be that person. I could be the selfish one, but I know they don't like because I'm selfish. Okay. Can you imagine that? Now, I have to leave my gift to the altar. Okay, because they have a problem with you. They you have didn't. a problem with me. Yeah, you didn't do anything to you that you know of, but you know they have a problem with you. Yeah, or I do know why they have a problem with me. Okay. I go to UVA, they go to Tech. <laughs> Virginia won last year, now they don't want to talk to me. Okay, yes. And I know I'm... Joking in that sense, but you know what I mean? Little things cause people to get upset. Yeah. I just felt like God was just trying to say, it's time to let the little things mm-hmm. go. Yeah. And to be the initiator. And I mean, that's really be, what that verse is saying is be the initiator. Be the one that, you know, uh, is the reconcile. It carries the Prince of Peace with them where they go to establish peace and bring peace. Now, see, so you... you you went on with another scripture I had in mind, Tina. Oh, well, you know, we are one. We are one. <laughs> okay. Romans 12, 18. All right. Are you ready for this one? Yes, I am. It says, if it is possible, as much as depends on you, live peaceably with, with all, men. all men. Isn't that even with your brother? Mm-hmm. Oh, with that's everybody. All men. Yeah. That's That's a lot of people. You know, I, and I ran off the pet peeve list. Right. The one that's clueless, the chauvinist, the sexist, the yeah. non-violent, prejudicial, you know, has says racist things, but really yeah. were kind, clueless, self-centered. You know what I love about that scripture? It's like the Lord is really elevating us and saying, you know, you can, you have the ability. If it, what, can you yeah, show me the right scripture? Right. If it is possible, as much as depends on you, live peaceably with all men. Now we could break apart, you know, in terms of as much as depends on you, but I just feel like um, the God is saying, you know, we have the scripture, um, all things are possible with me and you can do all things through Christ who gives you strength. And that, you know, it's like, I feel the father heart of God just speaking to his people. Like it is in you, you know, the love of God is shed abroad in your heart. You can Yes. Live peaceably. You can yes. take the first step. You can take the higher road. You can do this. Now, you said that scripture, I can do all things through Christ for strength. Well, me. A-L-L says all. So I can do it. But not by yourself. 
through this Christ who strengthens me. Yes, which Christ and his anointing, his yes. his ability, the his grace divine that he yes. gives us to empowers us to do yes, divine what his word says, yes. right? So now if I know I have the Holy Spirit and the love of God is shut abroad in my heart and he tells me I shall live peace be on, what does it mean if I don't do it? Well, I, I mean, I think that <laughs> there's a, this, we we can either it's kind of like in Romans eight we can either live according to the spirit or we can live according to the flesh and and when I say that I'm talking about believers in terms of when we get into that soulish realm of you know just being overly sensitive and not leaning and yielding and surrendering to the Holy Spirit that is in us and so that's what I think is that in those moments you know we have to choose. Um, and sometimes we, you know, we might hear hear, uh, hear God's still small voice, or feel His, you know, His Him pressing, like do this, but we just don't want to. And Ooh. yeah, I don't want to. Well, I we we do do that sometimes. We don't because I hear a lot of people when I have discussions about getting relationships. You know, we talk to people. We try to meet with people to help them hear God and do what he loves. They tell me they feel like they can't do it. I'm sure. Because it is difficult. It is hard. It is very challenging. And that's the one thing that God doesn't address, but he knows it's difficult. Right. You know. Well, we have to go to him first. You know, I mean, that's how in terms of we can do all things through Christ. You know, I think of going if we know that we need to initiate something, we really need to spend time with him first. Um, because, you know, whether we have fear, whether we haven't resolved something in ourselves, um, whether we need to, um, you know, forgive whatever issue there is, we need to go to the Lord first. We need to go to him so that we can um, go to the other person through him. You know what I'm saying? What happens if we don't go to, go to Jesus first and we go to the other person? What do you think could well, I mean, to the extent that, you know, in terms of depending on our maturity, you know, I would say it could vary, you know, um, certainly it may go well because in that moment, we just, with the word that is in us and the, um, we surrender to the Lord and the Holy Spirit and it may go well. On the other hand, it may not go so, so well. You know, that could happen even if you go with Jesus. Sure. Yeah, that's true. But I, I feel like the, the chances are higher it will go well because the scripture says be reconciled. And I feel like you really can't control reconciliation because that takes both parties. True. You can't make the other person do. Exactly. Yeah. You, you, you can't want to get make it right. Right. But if he's your brother, he should want to make it right. Well, I mean, the scripture says, you know, we go to them and be reconciled or at least attempt to be a peacemaker and then offer our gift. I don't know that the scripture says, but don't offer your gift until they reconcile with you. So you can. It's kind of what it says, but I, I, I feel like God understands that we're not going to control people. Well, that, yeah. Sometimes, you know, in, in these yeah. episodes, like we're we're just being very extemporaneous today 
but lots of times we like to get into the Greek. So that would be a, a passage where I would go on to blueletterbible.org or .com and really pick apart the words in the Greek to really get the fullness of what is being expressed um, so that I can understand fully um, and make sure I'm not missing anything. Yeah. And I think with this scripture, and I'm going to read a little further in that Roman scripture. Okay. Where it says, beloved, do not avenge yourselves. This is Romans 12, 18 through 30. Just do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place to wrath, for it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. Then he says, therefore, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. Mm -hmm. And if he is thirsty, give him something to drink. For in doing so, you will heap coals of fire on his head. So I'll end it there, 18 mm -hmm. through 20. And so it's like God is uh, like, hey, you give place to wrath. Don't you worry about that. If there's been a wrong done to you, I'll take care of it. Okay, yeah. What I need you to do is if your enemy hungers, give him something to eat. Yeah. Now, you're talking about that want to and not want to. This is a whole other level. Right. We went from offering your gift to go reconcile with a brother. That, right. I, I feel like I could do that mm -hmm. regularly mm -hmm. if I, you know, if I'm really wanting to love the Lord in the way he wants me to love people. Mm -hmm. But then he wants me to love my enemy in general. Right. And I know it says that and also it's in Luke 6, 27. It says, I say to you, love your enemies and do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Mm -hmm. Pray for those who despitefully use you. You know, I was like, uh, okay. Then he says in verse 32, but if you love those who love you, what credit is that? For you? Mm -hmm. He didn't say, that's nothing. Yeah. He says, for even sinners love those who love them. Yeah. He said, but if you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? Yeah. For even sinners do the same. Yeah. <laughs> this is so challenging because really we're not let off the hook. We are not let off the hook. Is that, that's exactly where I was headed. I was riding down that road of no letting off the So even though it says, it says be reconciled to your brother, I feel what that's really saying to me is give it your level best effort. Yeah. Which may mean you might have to humble yourself. Yes. And let's just say, out of, let's say there was an argument and you were 1% wrong and they were 99% wrong that you could just admit your 1% and don't ask them to admit their 99, just admit your one. Yes. Because as much as depends on me, yes. that much depends on them. Right. So I need to admit my 1%, even if it's a 0.0001%, yeah. maybe that would be the thing that could bring peace, yeah. that they would bring down defenses. Yeah. You know what I love about this? Um, what we're talking about, especially on this Saturday after Thanksgiving, a lot of people, you know, maybe they are already back home, maybe they stayed home, but for those who did travel and see different relatives, um, you know, if they listen to this and maybe the interactions with their relatives was a little uh, challenging, you know, hopefully that before they leave, you know, before they, they leave their relative or whatever, they'll be able to reconcile, they'll be able to 
repair or, you know, just be at a place of peace um, before they go home. You know, and, and obviously we're not trying to beat up on people. Oh, no. What we're trying to say is it means a lot to God. Yeah. It just means a lot to him. Yeah. You know, and he's not asking us to do anything he didn't do for us. Right. It says, while we were his enemies, Christ died for us. Yeah, he can. He initiated. Yeah. And we know when Jesus hit the earth and really came to know who he was and knew God's ways and that he was yeah. heavenly minded, as he was trying to tell us to be heavenly minded, he had to be annoyed almost every minute of the day because people were not thinking the way he thinks. Yeah. You know, I love you bringing up that. Um, I mean, I love you anyway, but I enjoy <laughs> you bringing up that um, scripture while we were sinners, Christ died for us, that he was the initiator. Because I think what we can do, sometimes we're so caught up in the uh, personal relationship, you know, that it's us and someone we know. But if we can think about as a framework that we are actually reflecting what Jesus did, we are reflecting him, we are imitating him. Uh, there's something in that that we can remember. We are carrying um, his grace, yes. which uh, empowers, brings change, um, does bring light, brings love, it releases. And so just like when Jesus sacrificed himself, he took the first step um, to bring recon reconciliation. And um, the, the, the response is, you know, people coming to him because he first loved them. We're doing the same thing. And so, you know, if, if, if I'm in this situation and there's someone that I need to go to, I can think about the fact that Yes, I am going to bring reconciliation. I'm also carrying the anointing or the weight of Jesus's um, initiating power, peacemaking power um, to break any yokes of, of disrepair or division. Yes. And, and, and I can expect something good. It might not happen immediately, yes. but I can expect something good. I like that. I like that. Expectation. Mm -hmm. A good expectation. Yeah. You know, and again, we know we can't control people, but we believe that love never fails. That's what it says in First Corinthians 13. Love never yeah. fails. If we will go with God's heart of love, like I say, I may not see it right away, but if I stick in there as much as it depends on me, stay in there, Doug. Yeah. And, you know, just to kind of wind up in the next minute or two, we have to do this as parents. Yep. We have to do this as spouses. Yep. We have to do this as siblings. We have to do yep. this as coworkers. Yep. And you know, sometimes maybe one or two at church. Maybe one or two at church. We have <laughs> to teach our kids to do this with one another. Yep. You know? Um, so this is a really important lesson, a really good principle. Can I do one tip and tell on myself? Absolutely. And so you know, the scripture says, Don't be angry with your brother, don't call him a fool and all that because you're in danger of hellfire. And I don't want any danger with judgment and hellfire. Nobody wants that. Nope. And so one time I was just going about my day and I just felt the Holy Spirit saying, gosh, you call people fooling your head a whole lot though. Uh-oh. Well done keeping your tongue in check, but man. <laughs> he does see all. He does see and all. And hear all. Judges the thoughts and, and intents intent. of the heart. Yes. And so I am working on my thoughts. I'm just letting know where 
I know things will happen and I'll just catch myself joking to go, Doug, you're judging, you're judging, judging, stop judging, stop judging, stop judging, stop judging. You know, just to get in the habit of catching myself. Yeah. This is God's child yeah. that I'm thinking these bad thoughts about. Right. This is someone that Jesus died for that I'm thinking these bad thoughts about. This is someone Jesus is believing good that they yeah. will progress. Even if I'm assessing, not judging yeah. there, Christina, right. I'm assessing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, he really is expecting good things of people. He wants me to have that same good expectation, even if something's happened over and over again. And I, and I feel like it goes to that scripture when Peter said, hey, if a brother sins against you, how often should I forgive him? Seven times? And Jesus says, no, 70 times seven. And then Peter goes, increase my faith. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yes. you know, we don't have to agree with someone to love them and to what? treat them like Jesus because... Do we think that when Jesus honestly came down to earth, he agreed with every one of our stinking thoughts? Oh, of course not. That. We were alienated and darkened in our minds, That's in our mindset. Yet he loved and he initiated yes. and he brought peace. So, I mean, he is our measuring stand. He's our standard. So we can still love and respect and honor, even if we disagree with the way someone Thinks. That's what Jesus did to us. That's a that's a quadruple. Amen and amen and, and amen. 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 <laughs> I'm gonna remember that. That's gonna be my thought for the evening. Right. Even if we don't agree, we can still love and appreciate. That'd be five dollars. Five dollars for you. Well said, <laughs> Tina. Thanks, Doug. All right. Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode, and we look forward to the next one. You have a great rest of the weekend. Bye.